Welcome to the EMT Pro Podcast, where we deliver relevant EMS content from the field in the classroom each week. Each episode of this podcast can get you one full hour of CE through our partner, emt-ce.com, so head over there for more information. I'm your host, Steve Williams, and with me today, as usual, Dan and Holly. Guys, say hello. Hi, Steve. So when you say hey, as usual, is that is that a good thing, or is like you can't find anyone better? As usual. I think it's, as, it's like, you know, hey... They're, they're here, you know, right. like, whoo. <laughs> I, I do think you should be more excited about it. Yeah, please. Maybe. Maybe next time. Maybe on the next one, I'll, I'll do a really like, I'll, I'll throw in some sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> or, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something. Circus is here. Oh, goodness. Uh, we've got a, a totally different type of episode today. Um, we're going to do, I got some lung sounds. I'm going to quiz you guys on lung sounds. And we're going to talk about oh, some of my. our more unique lung sound calls. At least I've got one. I don't know if you guys so, have anything, but uh, I went to mail order paramedic school. Uh, mail order, mail order. Okay, mail order paramedic school. So I'm pretty good at good breath sounds, wheezes. Yeah, when they're you just froth, down. frothing at the mouth. Other okay. than that, I'm not real good. So this will be. So good you're good me. at the ones that you really don't even need to listen to. They're just so they're just, like they're obvious right. when they're you walk in the room. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm really good at the ones that are in the drop down menu of our charting system <laughs> that I get to choose from. Yes, I got those. Well down. played. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to learn something. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we've never done anything like this before. It's kind of like a podcast quiz. Oh, jeez. Okay. About to reveal okay. how much we don't know. I mean, my money's on Holly, but... Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> there's listeners that are totally backing you right now, Daniel. Oh, I understand that. That's so. We should have a, a contest. Sometime. Yeah, I think we should do a contest right yeah. now between the two of you. I, what I'm, about you? Oh, because you can see I the I can answers. see them, and I know which ones I programmed into the And he's a five-star medic. And, and I got five stars. And yeah. Master Williams over there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the way this is going to work, we're going to do a quiz. Uh, not a quiz. Kind of a quiz, but it's going to be a contest. Okay. And the winner between the two of you, I will buy coffee. And, oh, oh, and you'll, you'll buy coffee this time? Yeah. Oh. I'll buy coffee. You have to actually respond to my text when I <laughs> offer it. And then a treat. As my daughter would call it, a treat. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it could be a, a cake pop. There is nothing more motivating for EMS people than the, food. Yeah. Right. And coffee. Yeah. Like it could be a granola bar. So, question: Do you you want a parfait? I'll get you a parfait. Do you parent your kids? Where okay, you're going to buy your daughter something, but you also buy your son something. Have to. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the same way. So if Holly yeah. wins, I still get something. <laughs> well no, played. This isn't, well played. This isn't parenting. <laughs> this is adulting. Okay. Oh. So oh, adulting it's time sucks. to have, yeah. This isn't yeah. a participation trophy you're going to get today, Daniel. That's <laughs> how I grew up. Man. Why do you think I'm going to win? You know how smart you are. <laughs> so smart you ass. went to five-star paramedic school too. I did. Yeah, which just kind of assumed that I'm the only one. But she did. Between this. Yeah. Sandwich between greatness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Holly We're just went on to nursing school, completely continued her education, right. moved up. You know, I, I topped out a long, long time yeah. ago. And then... BSN, correct? Mm-hmm. CRC, CN. What's the what's the critical care nursing <laughs> the CFRN. one? CFRN. Uh, well, the first C-C-R-N? flight nursing. It's the certified flight nurse. Yeah, I'm right here. And a certified yeah. emergency. I'm staring right at you as we go through her resume. FPC. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Flight <laughs> paramedic certified. Oh, thank you, Steve. Thank You're you. welcome. Holly's a great parent. If I were injured, I'd want you to take care of me, Daniel. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. So the way this is going to work, there's eight lung sounds I have for you. <clears throat> there are eight lung sounds. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Got to go back to my five. Okay. 
I mean, I believe you. The, some of them are, are a little finicky, but you know they're part of this. And what I'm going to do is give you the lung sound. We'll do the who got it right, who got it wrong, and then I'm going to read you from the book what the definition of it is. Okay. Okay. Because we got to do some classroom stuff on this podcast. It's good. It's good to go straight from the book. If on we occasion. if we um, bomb this, can we just delete the podcast? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just edit it out. We'll just all right ignore that one. But for the record, we're going to be using the AAOS Advanced Emergency Care and Transport of the Sick and Injured textbook on this. So I think what we're going to do is I'm going to look at you guys. Whoever raises their hand first is going to get their choice of giving the answer first. If you're wrong, it can go to the next person. If you're both wrong, well, move on to the next one. Yeah. But you're going to give the answer. Yeah. We'll give the answer every time. All right. All right. Let's go. And Holly's not going to be wrong. So. I'll just make something up. Yes. Okay. Number one. Ready? <laughs> oh. That was Dan. Okay. You can't cheat. I'm gonna Rock say. Guy? I'm gonna say normal lung sounds. Okay. Do you want to be a little bit more specific? Oh than my that? gosh! I raised my hand first. Did you not see that? I did. You were wrong. You're you said wrong. wrong guy. You got it wrong. <laughs> 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 See how I jumped in there? I'm <laughs> I just bypassed Listen. you. Yeah, it's not even worth discussing because it was so off. <laughs> Can we just tell the audience that we're all three middle children with type A personalities? We learned that today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? All three middle kids. Well, I'm so just when, tell when you, the competition gets going, it's going to be There'll be some wrestling. Good, yeah. And just so you know, that audio sucks. That is not that is not a normal breath sound, with all due respect, Lieutenant Sir. So, oh, hang on. Brachiovesicular breath. Sounds. What are the chances, though, that you're hearing it in like a high def audio for the first time in your life, and not through a stethoscope, and you're kind of like hearing a lot more detail? Hmm. Well, I've never done that. I went to well, mail order school. Yeah, well, now we're here and we're doing it. Okay, thank you for the education. Yeah. <laughs> okay. HDMI so, cable. Um, you are definitely correct, but extra credit points if you can give a further description of this specific breath sound. There's two types of normal breath sounds. There's inspiratory and expiratory. Wait. I'm no. going to say it's the, the structures that the air wrong. goes through. Go something or other. Isn't vesicular one? Mm-hmm. See? There's vesicular breath sounds and then there's bronchial? Yes. Breath sounds. Can so you, okay, she's getting a point for that. Okay, that's fine. But can yeah. I listen to it one more time just yeah, so absolutely. it all clicks? Yeah. It does kind of sound like Vader, it kind does. of at the end there. Yeah, but it sounds like a, a large airway. All right. Nice so, textbook def- definition of bronchial breath sounds represents air moving in and through the bronchi. There Excellent you go. Definition. Excellent definition, right? Okay. All right. All right. So I'm. So Holly mm-hmm. has a point. Daniel has zero. Now the question is. Are we going to go like Jeopardy rules where if you get one wrong, you subtract a point? Oh, my gosh. Or should no? we just – no. I, don't, I mean – You earned that point. You did great. Thank you. Nice job. Thank you, middle child. Um, okay. So but are, are we going by 
Yes. So she's ahead one zero. She's got one zero. Okay. Permanent. Okay. It's like basketball. I got. I got the point. When you miss, you don't. We're not taking it away. Okay. Take it away. Okay. Unless it's a tie, maybe, and then we have to bet how many points. It might be a tie. It's gonna be. All right. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yes. Okay. Oh, and by the way, since there's an even number of lung sounds, I have a tiebreaker question about lung sounds in general. Yeah. If there's a tie. At this rate, it's going to be a blowout. We only had one question. (laughs) Right. Okay. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Rock eye. You have to raise your hand. Rock eye. Okay. Dan's got his hand raised. And he's saying rock eye. And he's wrong. You put the wrong in wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to take a guess. <clears throat> vesicular breath sounds. It's not vesicular breath sounds. You guys are both <laughs> incorrect. Is your is your strategy on this just to guess wrong guy for everything? No, I don't know what the f*** that is. <laughs> I mean, there's no way we can discuss this without sounding, without, anyway, keep going. Let's play okay. it again. Okay, here we go. Rails. It sounds a little wet. It's moist. It sounds moist. Very moist. And one breath sound that's um, described as being moist or crackles. Exactly. So, this might give it away, but what if I told you this patient was presenting with pain in one place of their chest. Pleurisy? No. Effusion? Pleural rub. That was plur- that was plural rub. Do it mm-hmm. again. Okay. I can hear it now. It doesn't. I don't want a plural rub, is sir. I've never listened. <laughs> You're getting really defensive over there, Daniel. Wrong guy. <laughs> plural rub. So for your listeners, is this something they really need to know? I just want to know. Is this um, something that I missed out on 30 years? I mean, here's here's my take on that. Okay, fine. I feel like all of the like 20-plus year vets that I know, when they don't know something, they go, why is it going to change the way that I treat the patient? You know, And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, We should just know these things. All right. Sometimes it's good to be aware of what you don't know. Yeah. And, and you know, if someone's complaining of chest pain and you hear that, you might think, okay, well, I'm not going to go down the cardiac chest pain route with my treatment. I'm just going to go with the pleural rub treatment, and they probably need to go to the doc and get some antibiotics or whatever else they're going to do for it. You know what I mean? All right. So this is the patient that's <clears> going <throat> to present with probably healthy, yeah, a little bit of chest pain when they breathe in. Mm-hmm. And on palpation, right? Maybe. Could be, Maybe. yeah. Maybe. Maybe look good. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a sharp pain in nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Increases with palpation restoration. Mm-hmm. They're going to be kind of, you know, guarding, guarding it a little bit. Yeah. Now I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give me number three. This one's definitely not going to be a rock eye. All right. Let me find the definition here of plural rub. Stand by. Okay. So book definition, plural friction rubs. Uh, grading sounds that occur when the plural linings rub together. If this occurs, the plural layers have lost their lubrication, most commonly caused by inflammation of the pleura. This condition is usually associated with pain or inspiration, pain on inspiration. The sounds may be heard anytime the chest wall moves. Therefore, they can be heard on inspiration, expiration, or both. Wow. Plural rubs. Plural rubs. 
Thank you. <clears throat> All right. So nobody got that one. No, no puntos. Still one zero. One zero. I still have a chance. You still got a chance, man. I have a chance. Six more. One of those has to be a wrong guy. Six more. We'll see. All right. Here is lung sound number three. Rails. I'm going to say, oh, sorry. Go ahead, because that was my final answer, so let's see what you got. I know, I know that pneumonia is not an answer, but um, crackles. Is that an option? Is crackles an option? Well, with all due respect, five-star and CFRN, mm-hmm. rails and crackles are the same thing, yes? They're both described as wet lungs. Wet and moist. <laughs> More moist. <laughs> so, Daniel. Yes. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, one to one. Yes. So, you guys are technically both correct. She added some detail right to the answer. Okay. But he got it right first. Thank you. And crackles, rails, very similar. You don't wet, have to say moist. Wet lung sounds. Let's just read the definition, Steve. Okay. Wet breath sounds may indicate cardiac failure or infection, especially in a very young child. Rails are often difficult to hear, especially in the back of a moving ambulance. A moist crackling, usually on inspiration and expiration, is called crackles. Rails and crackles are produced by oxygen passing through moisture in the bronchoalveolar system or by closed alveoli opening abruptly. Thus, the crackling sound. So... Would you describe, let's listen to it one more time. Would you describe it? Because there's two types. Right. There's coarse and fine. Describe it as coarse or fine. You guys tell me. Okay. No cheating, Daniel. It's very coarse. I would say coarse just by this uh, recording. They sound a little different than real life. Good. It is coarse. So, let's compare that to fine crackles. Yes. I always think of it as like big bubbles or little bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, this is this is like the, the sandpaper, like finer stuff. So, of the three we've done, yeah. this is definitely one they have to know. Yes. Easy treatment. Yeah. And, and Dan, what are you going to do if you, you've you got a patient with a quite the history and you hear that on auscultation? Obviously, first depends on the vital signs. Yeah. Uh, Want to get that, that nitrotrab or spray underneath their tongue as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. CPAP, BiPAP. So what's nitro going to do for someone with wet lung sounds like that? It's going to decrease the preload. Okay. And so if, if you have pulmonary edema, low blood pressure, that's cardiogenic shock. So you're going to go with your, you know, your levofed, dopamine, mm-hmm. epi. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's over like 160 with pulmonary edema, then you're going to go down your scape and yep. maybe some push dose nitro along with your CPAP by level. Mm-hmm. You guys have BiPAP on your mm-hmm. ventilators? Yes. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Game Those are well, relatively new to our department in the last couple of years. Yeah. They're really, really cool. It is cool, but I mean, if you're thinking of these kind of people, if they have low SATs and oxygenation is your problem, CPAP is probably the best way to go. Yeah. Um, BiPAP's great for ventilation, mm-hmm. but especially in these emergent CHFers. Yep. And it's easier to put on, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. The thing that's nice about having the BiPAP setting is we can, when we get to the hospital, 
if RT wants to put them on BiPAP and we have them on CPAP currently, they can give us all the, you know, recommended uh-huh. uh, starting levels that they want them at. And then we can put them on that while they're getting their big old machine ready to go. And especially if they haven't had time to set up, it's always nice. Um, just for uh, one sec on treatment yeah. for that one, um, because you could, it's pretty easy to confuse. Is it pneumonia? Is it CHF? So like you said, um, they, sometimes they sound the same. Mm-hmm. Usually pneumonia is one sided. CHF is both sides. Correct. Um, but get a good history. Mm-hmm. History is key on that. And then, yeah, the, I'm trying to think of all the case reviews I've heard where pneumonia was found to be the actual, you know, issue going on, but we treated it as something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you can mess people up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, uh, in your protocols down here, um, uh, escape protocol? No, we do not. That is sympathetic crashing acute pulmonary edema. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got this last year, and it is a game changer. So can you explain that for listeners, what escape is? Sure. Thanks. And this is coming from uh, Scott Weingart's mcrit.org website. It looks like it was posted in April of 2009. Uh, to boil it down to 10 seconds, start patient on non-invasive ventilation with a PEEP of 6 to 8, quickly titrate to a PEEP of 10 to 12. Start the patient on a nitro drip. Administer a loading dose of 400 mics per minute for two minutes, which is 120 mils per hour on the pump for two minutes with the standard nitro concentration of 200 mics per mil. And then drop the dose to 100 mics per minute and titrate it up from there as needed. By 10 minutes, your patient should be out of the water. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So you guys have something like that in your fire department's protocols. Right, and it's just push dose because only our medic units have. Uh, you guys have don't carry pumps, so we'll just do push dose. Okay, nitro. do you carry nitro drips on your? Do you guys do nitro drips? Nitro, we can make nitro drips on the okay. on the pump. Cool, awesome. All right, so that was technically I gave you two on that one: fine crackles and coarse crackles. So I got two points. No, oh no, 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 no! I gave you two oh. lung sounds, so there's going to be seven now instead of eight. So I didn't get two points. No, you got one point. So it's tied. I did say it was coarse. You did. Um, I mean, you did after I asked. No, she said definitely coarse is what Holly said. I agreed with you. Yeah. Sorry, Holly's trying to sell you out. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I think it's I really what that tree. I think it's interesting you guys are tied up right now. Oh, wow. We are? Yeah. It's one to one. You're surprised, Holly? Holly was like, I didn't even really realize I was taking a quiz today, but I guess I'll, you know, pay attention now and turn it up. (laughs) I was steady for that long. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Wheezes. Oh, Holly gets it. Wow. Let's talk about it here in a second. This is a scary one. This one makes me... However, sometimes croup sounds like that too, and croup mm-hmm. is a—I mean, it is an upper airway problem, but it's not that typical strider. I prematured myself again. Thank you, Holly. All right, book definition again from the AAOS textbook: strider is a brassy crowing sound, often heard without a stethoscope, which is very true. It is caused by the narrowing, swelling, or obstruction of the upper airway and may indicate that the patient has an airway obstruction in the neck or upper part of the chest. 
and is most prominent on inspiration. Strider may be caused by bacterial epiglottitis, viral croup, swelling from upper airway burns, or a partial foreign body airway obstruction. Strider often indicates a life-threatening problem, especially in children. Onset of crowing or strider in the presence of fever or upper respiratory infection should be recognized as a potential threat to life. Scary patients. Scary. Yep. I don't like those ones. So There's always, you're, you're in the middle of trying to get the story of what's going on, but your patient's so critical and you're right. trying to get the right thing set up for them. And mm-hmm. it's a time sensitive call for sure. So what is the right treatment? Depends on what you're dealing with. Well, I mean, if you got an upper airway obstruction, you've got to clear that out, right? Well, I mean, understood. Sir. Choking. But <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a respiratory infection going on, what are we going to do for that? Yeah. Supportive care and and you can always start with and, bronchodilators, racemic epi, depending mm-hmm. on what your history is. Thank you, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, uh, I, mean, I was asking you, sir. You were at? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to do supportive care. We're going to give them some neb treatments and get them to the hospital quick so they can get the. And kids true are amazingly resilient, even though it is an emergency. Um, you know, you can have those kids that get croup in the middle of the night, and it's been hours. You know, put them in the steamy shower or take them outside. Yeah. And they can get better, but um, they are resilient. So don't, you know, don't panic. As long as yeah. their sats are okay, they're going to keep doing what they have to do. Just try not to get them. And we upset. say this on every episode, at least in the show notes, but always follow your local protocols. And always. Not anything you heard on this show, that's for darn sure. Mm-hmm. Whew. Glad we got that out of the way. Especially the edits. Yeah. If you guys only knew about the edits. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Um. Okay, so it's two to one. Okay, I, I got that. Yeah. Understood. So uh, Holly's in the lead. Two to two because I had course and. No, you didn't. All right. So that was number three. Yes. I'm. You're I'm, losing. I'm losing. Okay. You ready for number four? Yes. Okay. This is your chance to catch up. Thanks, Holly. Fifteen different treatment modalities at it. Go for it. What, what are what are you going to do for that? Well, it depends on age. Uh, you know, you can go. Uh, Let's say they're seventy years old. Seventy. Yeah. Oh, I want to be careful with the epi then. So I'm going to okay. do bronchodilators. Okay. Um, uh, Atrovent. CPAP if it doesn't get better. Okay. Solumedrol. Mm-hmm. Hugs. 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 Yeah. Holding hands works for that age group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's tied, tied up. <laughs> yes. This is this is. You know, and I'll be honest, I'm looking at Holly as these things come in and she lights up like, I know it, but, but then she looks the at you like, chance. oh, okay, I'll give Dan a chance. Here. I'm not going to answer the Raul's question. That's all you. Was that the one you kept saying? Uh, or Ronka? Ronka. Ronka. Yeah. I don't think I'll get it now. <laughs> I think I've really shot my load because this is, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rest of these. The next one could be inspiratory or expiratory. Oh. Wait, if we could do diminished lung sounds, that'd be good. I'm, Ooh, good, I'm good at those. Yeah. Everybody has okay. diminished lung sounds on the bases. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. So, okay. 2-2, two, two, tied up. Okay. Number five, coming at you. Okay. 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 
be like. <laughs> I'm not even going to address that one. Um, I don't know. It doesn't sound weird. So. Normal? Breath sounds? Yes. Are you feeding her right now? No, I wouldn't feed we her. We already did bronchial breath sounds, so it must be vesicular. Yes. Breath sounds. She, how could you not get that? I was, because it's horrible audio, sir. You want the truth. Okay, hang on. I'll give it to you again. Same thing. If you heard this in the back of an ambulance, you would be incredibly enthused that you had such great audio quality. And that you can hear. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Okay. So, three to two. I oh, got it. Are you rushing this? No, Holly's... I got to give the recap. She's obviously... Vesicular breast sounds. It's the way I grew up. It's totally fine. We're all middle child We're here. We're all middle okay. children. Yes. We've all been overlooked our entire lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, vesicular breast sounds... And if we look at the definition of that one, the finer and somewhat fainter breath sounds noted in the lateral wall of the chest are from the smaller bronchioles and alveoli known as vesicular sounds. Never so normal breath sounds, auscultated usually on the lateral wall. We should talk about where to listen to lung sounds. Yeah, you know, we've actually got... Um, I'll put a link to it. I have a video of... Uh, a th- uh, educational video we made where you we put tape on the chest to oh, show I where that one. Oh yeah. Oh wait, yeah, you were. Is it your chest? <laughs> wait, we did one with Brian. Oh, that was the one I was thinking. But so we we did one too with you, right? For yeah, EMT class. Yeah, I'll put a link to both, maybe so Dan feels included. You are losing right now, though. Just so you know, your comments are appreciated. <laughs> okay, three to two. To recap, <sighs> so Dan's we losing. Two left. Uh, we haven't done, we haven't done Ronkai. Wait a minute. We should tie. No, we have, this is the last one because right. we gave two crackles. So we've done six breath sounds, but we've only had five for points. Last one. This has okay. to be Ronkai. It's going to be. It does sound like something from an alien movie. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> what do you think, Dan? Uh, all it? I have left is Rockeye. Holly? I don't know. I think it sounds more like a empty chest cavity, maybe like a deferred breath sound or something. Daniel, it's Rockeye. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you excited. We're tied. So, Rockeye. The definition of ronchi, congested breath sounds are continuous with a lower pitch and a rattling quality, which you could hear at the bottom of that one, and are indicative of fluid in the larger airways in the lungs. They may indicate the presence of mucus in the lungs, for example, for the presence of an infection or inflammation, and expect to hear low-pitched, noisy sounds that are most prominent on expiration. The patient often reports a productive cough, sometimes feeling like... They could be drowning. Interesting, huh? Very. So, I can't believe this happened. It's 3-3. It 
You had your money on Holly the whole time. I, I, yeah. And I know she gave me a couple of those. And guess what? There's no tiebreaker because there is. There, oh, is. there, is. there is, yeah. Okay. I've actually got a tiebreaker. Oh, oh, okay. All right. So we said, this is, the, this is the question. Normal breast sounds, there was two qualities that Holly got both correct. Best, yeah, which I've never heard of. Right. Vesticular and... That's because it's not in our drop-down menu in the charting system. Correct. <laughs> okay. Bronchial breast sounds. Okay. And vesicular breast sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Depending on the area of the lung that you're listening to. Lateral lung. Yeah. Lateral wall for vesicular. Uh-huh. And the bronco lung sounds are going to be, or bronchial breast sounds are going to be heard mid-clavicular line. But the question I have for you is, what would be the term for abnormal breast sounds? Just generally speaking. Abnormal breath sounds? Yeah. Generally speaking. Yep, just, oh, these are abnormal, these are blah breath sounds. Fucked up. Bad. Medical terms, no. Oh, sorry. Street slang. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to find another tiebreaker. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say the word and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah. Go ahead. You gotta give it up. Abby normal. <laughs> Our audience is way too young. Adventitious. To oh, that sounds good. Like a, an adventure. Yeah, the lung sounds are adventitious. They're abnormal. I've never that heard that word. That sounds positive to me. Yeah, if me mine too. are adventitious, I'd be like, yes. oh, so, Well, thank you. Adventitious sounds include rails, in parentheses, crackles, ronchi, strider, wheezing, and plural rubs. Wow. Yeah. Adventitious. Okay, now Sh- I got put this. How about we just, we go at us, you know, we both did super amazing. We both get a treat. We both get a coffee. That's very millennial of you. <laughs> He's got millennials. Yeah. He's raised millennials. Yeah. It's your fault. Okay. Well, should we just leave it at three to three? Yes. There's got to be a tiebreaker in there somewhere. Double jeopardy. Yeah. Let me find one. Let me find okay. one. Oh, here we go. We'll do this, and then uh, I've got a case review, and then we'll. So you look we'll for that. I'm going to just just do my little soapbox on lung sounds. Yeah, I remember being a very young paramedic, and I was working with a very gruff older guy, and I was working in uh, downtown, and we went on a trauma patient, and I was super intimidated by this guy, and I couldn't hear, I couldn't figure out the lung sounds. I knew that it was okay over here, but I couldn't figure out what it was like on the right side. And I said, uh, they're normal. <laughs> so we cross the bridge <laughs> as the blood pressure plummets and the patient goes into cardiac arrest, secondary to attention pneumothorax. Okay. So if you don't know what it is, ask someone. Say, I don't know what this is. Can you listen? I do that all the time now. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give the stethoscope to someone else. Say, yeah. Is this the wrong guy or is this the plural rub? So that's just all I have. I like it. Putting the wrong and wrong guy. That was probably the best line of the entire episode. <laughs> no, but I think that's really good. That's and you you have a lot of uh, paramedic interns. Yes, throughout the year, and you're one of the people that uh, does a lot of field training. And so, I think it's important to know we're there as a team. This isn't a one person show. Right. Um, lean on each other for everybody's strengths and. Absolutely. Still looking up this question, by the way. Okay. Holly, what do you got for uh, tidbits for these juniors? Tidbits. 
Um, just what you said. Take your time and listen to them and actually uh, listen in the right locations. And listen to them all the time. Yeah. Because if you know what good lung sounds sound like, listen on every patient. Right. Because it takes, and that's what I did not do. Mm-hmm. It just takes reps. Yep. Oh, this one does not sound like the last one. What is it? And if you don't hear anything, yeah, like you said, don't say they're normal. Right. Check your stethoscopes. Just I've done that a few make times. Make sure your stethoscope's <laughs> turned the right way. Right. <laughs> um, but clear breath sounds, absent breath sounds, I mean, when I'm trying to figure out what's going on, those things are really important more than like, is it vesicular or, you know, whatever. But um, just make sure you're being methodical about it and listening to all the... When right. we're in the helicopter, we can't... We can't do we it. We can't hear So them. we always... That's part of the the, the quick yep. one-minute assessment if someone gets breath sounds because we won't be able to get them in the... Okay. Tiebreaker question. Okay. Oh, I thought we were going out as both winners. No. no. Okay. Someone has to be a loser. Someone has to be a winner. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. The question is, name the four side effects of albuterol. Tachycardia. Hypertension. Why do you keep looking at her? Because she's not responding. She's okay. looking at well, you. I, Go ahead. I'm, wait, I'm Go. waiting. Go ahead. Maybe let's do ties. Get two of them. Okay. Go ahead. Well, you just said the easiest two. <laughs> <laughs> You're smarter than I am. Um, so we got tachycardia. We have hypertension. Side effect. I don't know. Seizure coma death? No. Nope. No. Nope. Let me think about it. Maybe you can get rebound. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rebound. Bronchial constriction. Bronchial constriction. Mm-hmm. The four most common. So it's a sympathomimetic. Sympathomimetic. Mm-hmm. So what else do we get with that? Dilated pupils. Oh, dilated pupils. There's one, nope. right? No. I don't know. Anxiety. Oh, that's and palpitation. Right. Doesn't that go along with tachycardia? And that's what I thought, but it does, but separately. Okay, so I didn't win that one either. Neither so. did I. Okay, maybe a four-part question isn't the right way to go. How about we arm wrestle? She'll probably Just she'll beat me on that one. <laughs> That's not our wrestle. On the topic of breathing, breathing pattern. Okay. Oh, ooh. Shit soaks. Kusmals. <laughs> A taxic. Respiratory pattern would be noted by the following characteristics: A rapid, irregular respirations with periods Jason. of apnea. Oh, Good. That is chain stokes. No. No. Daniel. Oh, flustered. I have a minute to think about this. Deep. Irregular. Irregular. With nope. periods of apnea. Rapid, irregular oh. respirations with periods of apnea. Hmm. Isn't that ataxic? Is that the right word? Daniel, you just won the entire quiz. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Tell us, oh tell us the Jane Stokes definition. Yeah. Jane Stokes definition. A rhythmic breathing pattern characterized by periods of rapid and slow respirations alternating with periods of apnea. Commonly seen in patients with a head injury. What's the difference? Deep? So the one I was going to quiz you on was central neurogenic hyperventilation, oh, that one. which is deep, rapid respirations seen in patients with head injuries. We have seen that. Yep. Oh, show. It's a uh, that's that one's scary. Seen it on a motorcycle motorcycle wreck. 
Okay. Daniel, I sold you short. You came through in the end. You get a treat. All right. So I got to, I got to give you a quick, uh, a quick case review. You guys can throw some questions my way and then we'll, we'll call it good on this one. So, uh, I've got an intern during this two person medic unit, firebase DMS, uh, trying to think of all the other stuff I should tell people, uh, two paramedics on the engine, on the ambulance, and then a paramedic student. We're sent to an unknown problem is the call. Uh, dispatch updates us in route and says, uh, you got a 45 ish year old lady. Uh, she just, we we're talking to her. Don't really know what's going on. She was kind of complaining of some discomfort and then the line went dead. So private residence. Yep. We're going to a private residence. Urban, rural. Um, urban. Yeah, okay. definitely so, urban. And you were saying it's the engine, engine crew? Nope. Just us ambulance. on the ambulance. Okay. Yep. Two person crew with a student. Okay. So, we show up and uh, knocking on the door, no response. So we're kind of peeking in the windows, going, what's going on? Well, thinking we might have to break into this thing, but, you know, try before you pry. Right, right. Are you kind of excited and to the, kick a door in? Kind of. Yeah. But then the door was unlocked, so. <laughs> You're kind of tall to kick one in anyway. Yeah. No, they don't let me usually do it. Yeah. yeah. Go inside, and I would say it's probably a 1,500-square-foot home, single-story you walk right into the living room, kitchen to the left, hallway to your right. Patient is in the kitchen, leaned over a table, and she is completely silent. So standing or sitting? She's leaned over the table. She's leaned over the table. Yep, standing up. And she's doing the universal choking sign. And she looks like Like hands crap. at the neck. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh and so we are kind of caught off guard like, oh, hey, this is why you couldn't answer the door. This is why the line went dead. You are literally choking. choking. So um, we look at our student and I remember telling him, hey, man, cool. I'm like, do it. And he's kind of like, oh, uh, my, you know, like a little bit like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I got to go. Okay. Gets his bearings and then goes and does a few uh, thrusts, a few thrusts. And nothing happened. Nothing. She's still choking. And she's conscious? She's conscious. Looking she's at looking, you with giant eyes, I'm sure. Looking at us with giant eyes and looking like it's getting, getting very, very difficult for her to move any air. Yes. And uh, so the quote of the entire call goes to my buddy who I was working with. And he says, if you're going to do the Heimlich, you got to get violent with it. <laughs> and he goes, get out of the way. And so he gets behind her. Two pops, food poof, shoots out. across the room. Oh my gosh. And she thank just goodness. says, Oh, thank you so much. That was, oh man, I was really scared there for a minute. Walking, talking, signs wow. of refusal, and we're out. Sound, signs of refusal. Yep. Oh yep. my gosh. I hate choking calls. Choking I calls suck. Yeah. yeah what, I, They're scary. I love choking calls. You do. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, I love them because you Which are- part? heroic stuff oh okay like the hero stuff yeah well, who doesn't so, like that but but so give me your give me your algorithm so and then i'll tell you what the majority of okay dan when you say my algorithm your, your choking algorithm as far as like what am i gonna my treatment go down my treatment by the way right if they're conscious i'm gonna do heimlich okay excellent yep if they're unconscious i'm gonna lay them down okay go through all my bls aha stuff okay 
And then until what? I'm not going to wait a whole lot longer to get in there with a blade and some McGill's and try and see what I can see and grab something if I can. Okay. And then, you know, the other thing is, uh, if it's deep down in there, we're just going to push it down further with the tube and innovate them and then let the pulmonologist scope it out okay. as long as, cause we need to ventilate. Right. right. So this is, this is what I'm going to say. So, so you obviously have a, an algorithm on this one. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love your algorithm. <laughs> so like you said, BLS. Yeah. Lay down. But now we're talking just, you have a little bit of time, right? So somebody goes in, if there's no Trismus and you can open the mouth, mm-hmm. um, and you start looking with that, get the blade in there, the McGill's, while the other guy is getting his shit together for the crank. Because you don't mm. have to go through all this other stuff and then say, oh, I can't get it. He's Brady down. He's in, he's in cardiac arrest. Now we'll do the crank. Yeah. Get ready to do that. Get all prepped and ready to go. And if you can't get it out of the, the mouth with what you have, he's all set. Because it takes a little bit of mental... To get your brain around the yeah. idea right. of doing a crank. Yep. Right. That's the hardest part about the say. Mm-hmm. Right. Making the decision to do it. Yep. Right. I remember going on one. Uh, it's actually been 21 years ago because I went to the house just last year. Same house. Same family. That no this, way. This dude died in front of <laughs> because we parked out on the street, which was a long walk. The ambulance pulled in. They didn't bring their crank kit. And we ended up working a code mm. because yeah. we just couldn't. Couldn't pull the trigger on it quick enough. Couldn't find it. Mm. And ours was way out. By that time, he was dead. Bummer. So Another difficult part of choking patients is that you know, if they're conscious and they're even moving a little bit of air, you really just need to let them right. try to do their thing. Don't yep. interrupt. Position mm-hmm. comfort. <laughs> and so you're just sort of like, uh, when do I intervene? Right. Yeah. Have hoping all your stuff ready. That it's, yeah, hoping it's going to happen. I'm glad she was conscious enough to give you that choking sign. Otherwise, right. it just would have been a straight code. Yep. And Who knows what would have happened from yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Probably would have yeah. thrown a king in or something and never known. Not even right. looked in that. Mm-hmm. I um, choked on quinoa once. <laughs> that sounds so weird. It's like the tiniest. But I had the worst laryngospasm. I literally had my cell phone out and had 9-1 really? dialed because I could not breathe. But mm. anyway, I recovered, obviously. It's my brain damage coming through. Bummer. But um, it's scary. It is mm-hmm. so scary. And to have that... The wherewithal to call nine one one and yeah. get someone coming. Yeah, I remember. So scary. Um, the last thing I'll say on it that is in my brain when I get dispatched at choking calls or hear about them. Uh, a thirty five year vet who retired in the last few years from our department said that there's very few things that he runs to the engine on to go yeah. you know, respond to. He said choking is absolutely one of those like two calls that he will sprint to the engine because. It is extremely time sensitive. Yeah. Yep. That's a good yeah. idea because we do kind of get in our... We dawdle. Yeah. 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 But... Uh, What's the second one? Do you remember? Oh, man. Uh, cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest. Yeah. yeah. And so those were his two. He's like, we got to get there quick. That was a podcast episode. <laughs> Long sound quiz. Dan pulling through in the end there with the, right. with the win. Leave that. Holly was nice enough to give him a few. Yeah, thank you, Holly. So I appreciate kind of you. Her. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Let's do it. You're going to leave that uh, link to the show notes or the video where they know exactly. Yeah. So in the show notes, we'll have a link to the lung sound video and uh, a couple of the, we also have a video on our lung sounds that you can kind of see a slide that has the title of the lung sound and then it plays the audio of it. So perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll leave it there.